It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Kentucky Derby tomorrow and become a VSIN Pro subscriber for just $9.99. Get access to everything we do, including the Derby betting guide, which is fantastic. Profiles on the horses, jockeys, and trainers. Best bets from Dave Tooley. Subscribe 999VSIN.com. Slash subscribe. All right, it's a really good weekend. Tonight's games, the games that we have coming up on Saturday. It is good. Yeah, it is. It is. Has all the makings. Okay, so game three, Lakers-Warriors. That number is uh, Los Angeles lane three and a half. The total's pretty much the same at about 227. Game died last night in the fourth quarter. Oh, boy. Only 37 combined points. I mean, they had 190 at the end of the third. How do you score two points in four minutes? I don't care who's out there. Two points in four minutes. Don't remind me, because that killed me in one of those games with the Cavs and the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, that's they right. They couldn't get anything going. And yeah. I, what, I missed that total by oh, half a point? Oh, God. Nothing happened in the fourth quarter? An elimination game. Cleveland even foul late. He just walked off the floor. That's our season. Okay, bye. I, I think that this game is, this series is going to be, I mean, it has six, seven games right now. I will yeah. be stunned if either one of these teams wins three games in a row here. Yeah, I would expect the Lakers to win Saturday night, and then the Warriors even it up. And then that becomes a best of three. We do have a scenario where we could have three game sevens on next Sunday. How nuts would that be? Hope it happens, but unlikely. What's that date, like the 14th? That is the, uh, yeah. We could have three game sevens that day. Wow, okay. Yes. That would be phenomenal. That would be. That would be the, uh, no, 14th. What did you say? Yeah, Is that 14th, what you said? Yeah. 14th. That'd be the 14th. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I think what you said makes a lot of sense there, right? Because, again, it's it's kind of part of the whole zigzag thing here where it's been going again in the playoffs. And here's what we need, by the way. We need a team in the Western or the Eastern Conference Finals to lose game one at home. We need, we need these streaks to continue. We want more of this stuff, right? right? I mean, the the... Yeah, the, the ATS run, the 20-2 and two ATS. It's wild. Since 2019, right? So I, I would expect, like, Davis is going to play better. You were all over this yesterday. You questioned me when I said Davis could be the best player on the court, and you brought up how it goes every other game with him. It is. And it was again last night after that 30, that, that great game in game one. Didn't do anything last night. He'll bounce back, I'm guessing. I think the Lakers are going to go to the free throw line a lot at home. On, that crowd, by the way, is going to be awesome Yep. Uh, on Saturday night. And then... That's where I would rely on Steve Kerr and the history of the Warriors winning at least one game on the road, which has happened now in 28 consecutive playoff series. I think that's they'll win game four, and then you're exactly right. We'll go back. What's going to happen in game five then? And will if the, if that scenario takes place, I'm trying to think: Will the Warriors be seven point favorites again in game five? Because last night that was deemed a must win, and people kept betting that, and the angle came in again. I don't know if they're going to be laying seven though in game five. If we're tied yeah, up, game one was four and a half, and that. Yeah. Uh, but y'all did the uh, coming off the war seven game series against Sacramento. So Davis goes for twenty two, then he has thirteen. He has thirty one, then he has twelve. He has thirty one, then he has sixteen. 
He had 30 in game one, then he has 11. And, and we had the slow start. So other, it was LeBron and Hachimura, and I was with you. I'm like, oh, hell of a first quarter. Here we go. And then they, they get ambushed in what happened in the second and the third quarter. So Golden State made the adjustments. Clay was great. I like what Ham's doing on Curry. But now it's on Ham and, and the Lakers, and we'll see how they respond in Game 3, and I think they will, and I'm, I'm with you that it'll be a parade to the free-throw line, and AD will come out and be a beast, and certainly you'll get a better performance. The others were, were bad. You know, Reeves, uh, Russell, and these type of guys, Schroeder, who played so well in Game 1, I think they'll, they'll respond and they'll get the win. Uh, now, as far as tonight, I don't know. I mean, I, I do like the Suns with the season on the line, although it's tough because you don't have Chris Paul and, you know, Booker, the what-if scenario. I mean, if you can't get a huge performance out of Booker and Durant, the pressure on those two guys. But I think they saved their season for the time being. They win and cover in the night game. And I, I have to watch. It's an in-play game for, for Boston and Philly from a uh, total standpoint and also pace how they're going to do this. And is it good Boston or bad Boston? And maybe did they finally just, okay, let's get serious now. Let's cut it out with the lack of defense and let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, Because like they were great defensively in game two. Okay, so the Suns number... Again, four, four and a half for the game. They are laying three and a half for the first half. This team is not exactly known for quick starts here in the playoffs. But there's that angle again, teams going yes. back home down 0-2. I don't know how much I trust that tonight. Well, it's alarming. It's been every, almost every game with the slow starts. It is. Several times against the Clippers. Like, quit screwing around. They are laying two points in the first quarter. The Suns. But this has been, uh, this has been a great angle, too. Now, not for the first half, but only two and two so far. But I should say it used to be a great angle. But here it's Joker's going to dominate Aiton. And if Murray goes off like he did in game one, good luck. Right? And again, as we talked about this week, the most disrespected one seed going back probably since that Atlanta team with Budenholzer. Yeah. I mean, no one's talking about Denver. It's been all the other teams. Uh, but they can go up 3 nothing here. And the fact that they can beat you both ways, high scoring, low scoring, the slugfest in game two, and they have some depth. Certainly Phoenix doesn't. But the, the way the bench is playing, and I, I win, I love this because I, I win game two and I get nothing out of Porter and Murray. Fantastic yeah. job by, by Joker and Denver and buying into what Malone's selling. I'll bring this up. It's, it's more of a narrative than anything else. But you want to, I, I want to question like the killer instinct for the Nuggets. Do, do they have that in them? Can they smell blood in the water? I'll bring up two other examples. One would be no John Morant, game two, Lakers right. against the Grizzlies. They could have uh, gone up 2-0 in that series, taking both games at home. They didn't, and uh, the Grizzlies beat them pretty handily. The other game would be Kings against the Warriors, no Draymond Green. Could have really taken a stranglehold of that series. Could not accomplish that. And I know that that's like, again, it's a narrative and it's a storyline, And but I, do the Nuggets have that? I mean, because... Honestly, if they can finish off the Suns, they don't want to. They don't want to screw around at all and take a chance of the others not playing well in certain spots. And the Suns just again, I, I'm beating a dead horse with this. They're they're just not a good basketball team. They have two excellent players, and that's mm-hmm. obvious to anybody. Beyond that, I I don't. They, there's not a lot to like at all. So I think if they if the Nuggets would lose this game and somehow lose game four and go back to Denver tied at two, that's a... Yeah, you can't mess around. You don't want to do that. So you like the pain uh, prop and over, but points ten and a half. And he's coming off an injury, and he took seven shots and had two points in game two. So I, I don't know what to expect out of that guy. I'm, I find it fascinating that Williams has soured on Craig now after he played so well in the Clippers series. Why is that? I don't know. He's not even going with more of Kogi and... Yeah, and, and Craig hasn't been getting many minutes. I would say he was giving you fifteen a game in a Clipper series. Yeah, don't you think Craig was like the third most reliable yeah. guy in that series? Yeah, he was. He was more reliable than than Chris right. Paul. But you also we don't talk about Gordon with Denver, who's a nice player. His prop, by the way, is fourteen and a half. So that's go, yeah, a lot of it's it's a good team, and a reason they got the one seed. But what concerned me is yes, the Sun season on the line, but Denver was bad on the road. They're a lot like Memphis. Great at home and then issues on the road uh, as well. And then Saturday, I like I have to go with the Heat too. Now we'll see what Butler, what he looks like with the ankle. The risk you run is if he does it again, right? If, if he aggravates the injury and then you could be out for the series. But it was a smart move. According to reports, he wanted to play in game two and they said no. 
So that has to be encouraging. The other fact is the Knicks should have lost the game and essentially a must win, and Miami was right there. But these others continue to play well. Strange that there's this, we're going to look to move Bam in the offseason rumor that came out, but yeah. uh, Miami will probably land a big fish in the offseason. So that's where I'm at with the, with the weekend games. Okay, what about the hockey? Right. Um, I like Carolina. I want to see how Schmidt responds after getting pulled in game one. Uh-huh. But Carolina's been so good at home. Uh, and they're $1.70 favorite to win the series now. I could only take Carolina. And uh, Edmonton's favorite here, I'll, I, I would have a quick hook tomorrow night on Skinner. Uh, it's time for Campbell. I mean, they got to figure this out. They were so good defensively down the stretch. And it, horrible against the Kings. They had so much offensive firepower. And then Dreisaitl scores the four goals. You lose 6-4 again? Now, they said all the right things after the game, but if, if there's two fast ones again, and I, I, like the, I like the goal in the first 10 and first five again in this, and you get plus money first five, there were two goals in the first five minutes of game one. If he gives up a couple early, i got to put Campbell in. i got to pull Skinner. Dreisaitl to score a goal at DraftKings is minus 125. McDavid is minus 115. You have shots on goal? Uh, not in front of me. I do not. Okay. The the Oilers, by the way, uh, this total, the juice. When you look around, it's six. The, the total is six and a half, pretty much everywhere. But I'm seeing as high as minus one forty to go over. The way that these two teams play against each other, every game has gone over this season. Every game, the first game flew yep. over. The, the Oilers, when when they go to the box, they're probably going to score. The Knights yeah. are not good at slowing it down. It's fifty percent. And yet, w- look at what the Knights did again the other night on five on five. That's where they thrive. They did it again. Uh, I mean, it's six and a half in a playoff game. I, I get it. But man, this matchup, just every time they play, it screams goals. Because th- this now, this it, it flipped. The switch flipped back to the old Oilers team for the playoffs, and that's I not know. a good thing. I know. I, I know. I'm concerned. By the way, Stadium Swim here at Circa, they have the, the party Monday night, game three, for the road game. Um, and then there's three games Sunday. Dallas uh, won 4-2. Both of these games, I can't believe the scoring here. Both games have gone over. Dallas is now 2-10 to win the series, and Florida's 3-20. I, it's only 80%. That shocked me. When the road team wins the first two, they're only, it's in the 80% they win the series. I thought it'd be a lot higher. Wow. That's surprising. So but then the, again, the, you, the home team's the better team. So they go back home up 2-0. It's only 80%. It's only 80%. Well, we'll see if Toronto can do it, but it doesn't look good. And I'll tell you, that prop that DraftKings had up and Jeff Davis here at Circa, USA against Canada, oh, who knows what that is now. Oh, boy. Doesn't look good for Canada. Up next, we'll recap the betting action from last night and win some, lose some. Two things from the same game. I don't know how this game went over the total, and I don't know how the losing team actually lost the game. We'll give you details on that coming up next here on VEASAN. Hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches 
We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MovieFone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Start with the Warriors. Easy money from five up to seven. They get there, and again, a 20-2 ATS run since 2019. When teams lose game one at home, they bounce back. Panthers plus 175. Take out the Maple Leafs. Corbin pitched well again. Uh-oh. The worst pitcher in baseball might be Lance Lynn now. It might Today, it might be happy Lance Lynn day. They've lost all six of his starts, and he has an ERA of seven. Not Corbin. You know, I will double-check. Check this. I think Patrick Corbin has three quality starts already on the year. All right. Believe it or not. Nats plus 160. Verlander comes back, but the Tigers sweep the Mets. Detroit plus 150. Red Sox plus 180. And another over. 23-10 and 10 on the season. And they put up another eight today. What sale am I going to get? Can't put up an eight in a Red Sox game. Let me give you this, Paulie. It's a perfect storm. They're third in offense. They're third in runs. They're 24th in ERA. How about this? In the series against the Blue Jays, this is from at Optistats on Twitter. 58 hits, 32 runs, 12 doubles, 9 home runs, 9 stolen bases. The last Major League Baseball team to reach all those numbers in a single series. The 1921 New York Giants against the Phillies. Oh, my God. Strong. More than 100 years uh, ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Tommy Fleetwood, welcome back. Round one leader, Wells Fargo, 60 to 1. Congrats to the people who sent that in uh, and had that ticket. Subscribe, be part of the team, vsun.com, our radio and podcast friends. They always want to see these tweets and videos. Oh, an eclectic mix today. I forgot to mention it yesterday, man. We've worked together. I've known you for 20 years. I forgot to, may the fourth be with you, Mitch. Yeah, forgot. Sure, there you go. There's a little guy, is Vader. There you go. And everyone getting in on the fun, right? You do Dressing the dog part. up. Uh, may the fourth be with you. Look at Caesar's Palace. There's another one. Yeah. You you do, me, do me a favor. Grow up. <laughs> Come on. Mandalorian, still waiting for you to get so, on that show. Are you Baby telling me Yoda? That Come if, on. If I came over to your place today and we sat on your brand new luxurious couch, not that we would. I'm just throwing this out there. And we watched the original Star Wars. Are you telling me for two hours you're going to be entertained up. the whole time? Yeah. No way. Empire Strikes Back, absolutely. Empire. Tauntauns, all of it. Gotta love it. Yep. Did you like the Ewoks, too, and Jedi? Ewok guy? Everyone getting in on the fun. The casinos, everyone. May the fourth be with you. That's awesome. Very good. How about this? King Barkus hanging out at the Red Rock. Voted the number one hotel in all of Vegas. It's uh, in the suburbs. That's how you start your day. $20,000 Royal Flush. He only held two. $5 denomination. Oh, what a feeling. Pay that man his money. Good for him. That is awesome. Keep them coming. Send in your wins. We'll put you on television. Little home here? Little little house porn? What do we got? Uh, I don't know. Little, little. I don't know about that. It's not bad. I, I could do, I'd like a bigger pool, but that's kind of a weird concoction. How it's, we, really? We, we've we've yeah. had better here. All right. Uh, yeah. I thought because th th it was labeled the perfect home. Pike says, that's your opinion. I like the other one better. I always like to look uh, Art Vandalay. I'm big with the architecture. This look at this scene with the water. Look at the water. Now that is is some view, right? 
I can get into that. Imagine you wake up with that every single day. I know Larry David lives in Pacific Palisades. Seinfeld and Kirby goes, eh, you, you see the water once, I'm over it. I always find this That's fascinating. It. Have you ever gone down like a rabbit hole on Instagram looking at this kind of stuff? Oh, all the time. I love it. I love it. It's great. Get lost in it. You know what I got lost in? Yes, I was on YouTube because I watched the first episode of White House Plumbers on HBO, Watergate. I saw. I watched da- uh, G. Gordon Liddy on David Letterman in 1982. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Check that out. Okay. What a bizarre interview. That guy was a nut, as we know, but still. Um, okay. Well, uh, this was on Twitter, too, yesterday. One of my favorite Phil Ivey stories. One of the best poker players of all time. He's playing the World Series of Poker. He's in a hand. Waitress brings him a drink. Hands her a 20. Doesn't look at her. She She's pissed off. Uh, I don't have change for that. Without missing a beat, Ivy says, I didn't ask for any. And keeps playing the hand. That's why he's a George. No doubt about it. Yep. And get your tickets. We've been there many times. It's the biggest Italian food and music festival, San Gennaro Feast. This year it's at the M Casino Resort and Hotel. I mean, this thing, oh my God. Mitch, sometimes you're going to have to cook for 20 people. You fry some garlic, put your tomato, tomato paste, make sure it doesn't stick. Stuff in your sausage and meatballs. I mean, how good is that? Have you ever been? Oh, absolutely. Many times. Food coma, baby. It's a good time. Love it. The food and the people, and it's a great time. And, uh, you know, I'm family, too. Wish I was a Yeah, that you are, for sure. There you go. A couple lose some. Uh, Look at this scene. Guy goes out to the garbage. Oh, here comes the bear. He's stuck in there. The guy goes out to take his garbage out, and there's a bear in there looking for some treats. Hey, boo-boo. And he comes around. I mean, that's something. That'll give you a heart attack, the big fella coming right out. Oh, you'd, knit, you'd he, take a week off of work. Oh, my God. You know, that, that is unbelievable. I don't even know what the reaction would be. I know. Look at this. He's walking. Oh, my God. There's a bear in the garbage. And he comes out. Let's go to Na- Italy. You've been Napoli. This Look at this scene. For the first time in 33 years, they won Syria. Ah, and they know how to party and celebrate. Fireworks all over. This is crazy. Good for them. Beautiful. And they get the draw. This is only done. part of the celebration. It's only part. Some, some we'll of the videos that were coming out were just awesome last night. Nigel Guest maybe 8-1 to one to win the league. Uh, but, but certainly uh, great. Like, there you go. Oh, my God. I'm speechless. It's I have like been it's New Year's Eve on yeah. crack. We went there specifically to have pizza at what they claim is the oldest pizzeria in the entire country. It did not disappoint. Uh-huh. And uh, they make you feel like family there. That's right. Amazing, amazing country. Good job, guys. One more. Keep this in mind. If this happens again, why the league allows this? Because they know this this goes on. He has the problems with Chris Paul and and, and his teams. The Miami Heat have lost nine in a row with Scott Foster officiating, and they're one and eight against the spread. The last two seasons, one and 11 straight up. He was on game two, and people were complaining about the calls that went the Knicks way. You can't allow this to happen. And it's no coincidence that there's something going on there, whether it's anti-Miami, got a problem with a guy on the team. He's got a big problem with Chris Paul, no matter what team Chris Paul is on. He can't win a game for the most part, although he won, uh, I think it was game two against the Clippers. But uh, Am I the only, it was so obvious, the shot clock violation was horrible. That's right, that's right. Keep that in mind. A lot to bet on the next 30 days, PGA Championship, daily baseball bets, second round NBA, NHL playoffs. Get up there, subscribe, be part of the team. Betting splits, 999vcin.com slash subscribe. The, the, the bad beats were ridiculous. The Marlins game, Brewers-Rockies under 12, 3 nothing in the seventh. How about the Twins-White Sox game? That's the one I talked this about before the break. Yeah, so this was 2-2 in the ninth. The total was 8.5, uh, bet down to 7.5. Take it away. Well, how the game ended. Well, the, the, Yeah. I don't even the, know. Like, what's the proper call there? Because the bases are loaded. Uh, the White Sox are at the plate. To, Any, anything happens here. A run crosses the plate. They win the game. Pitch hits him. It hits him. And he's like, I don't know. He's trying to avoid the pitch. And he starts to, like, swing because the body is, like, trying to avoid it like this. And then it's a full swing, but it hits him before, like, the swing is completed. So they called it a strikeout because he went... And then it's like, wait a second here. The pitch hit him. He's, is he trying to avoid the baseball coming at him? Right. And that's why that happened to be the swing. So as a result, they did not call it the hit-by-pitch, which would have been game over. He strikes out. It goes to extras. No runs, like, in the 10th or the 11th. And then the bullpen implodes. They lose the, the five game. Spot. Right. And then a five spot. Right. 
How about Brewers Rockies? Total was 12. 3 nothing in the 7th. Yeah, Miley, can't, awesome. Can't win that bet. 4 in the 7th for the Rockies, 5 in the 8th. Oh, I How got, bad was that? And I then got, the, the NBA game. Open 227 and a half, closed 226 and a half, fell 227. If you had 27 and a half or 27, there were two points scored in the final four minutes with the backups in. Okay, when we oh, do, God. We, we'll do in pocket in about 20 minutes. I will tell you, there is a division. The combined losing streak right now is 18 games. Well done. We'll tell you about that coming up. I could My not. God. The day that I bet the White Sox at 30 to 1 to win the division, it's looking great. They're going to win another game. Hit by pitch. No, wait a second here. He was swinging. No. And they lose. Nobody's safe. You're never safe in baseball. You know, how about the, the, the Marlins game? I think the total was eight and a half. Yeah. And uh, uh, if you took the run and a half, I mean, it's it's four, three in the ninth. Oh, did you? And then did, the, the Braves put up a two spot. And then it's like it's like the, the Braves and, and Mets game one of a doubleheader. Run line. Strider. Two outs. Nobody on. Two strikes. I don't recall. I, I can't recall if you had this in win-lose yesterday. The Diamondbacks first five against the Rangers. They allowed five. That. They allowed five in the bottom of the fifth. I missed that. Yeah. I guess <laughs> like Stupid. wait a second. And they had a, like a Stupid. six. It was like a six-one lead or six-two. I think bottom of the fifth. Yeah, the Diamondbacks for the first five. No, it's no good. Ah, God. I th- I do think that baseball provides the worst beats of them all. No doubt about it. Nick Bogdanovich was right about that. Yeah. You got to hate yourself. What is the line? You have to be sick and hate yourself to bet baseball Pretty much. every day. Oh. Yeah. All right, so up next, we will talk player props for the evening slate, maybe a little bit of the weekend as well. What should the process look like with shorter sample sizes like the playoffs compared to the regular season? We'll talk about that up next on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code VEASAN. VEASAN when you sign up. Good luck. Get up there. Great menu. Awesome app. We'll talk player props here with Gilles Gallant, Action Network. He uh, specializes in betting props throughout the entire sports calendar year. Gilles, it's great to talk to you again. We appreciate that. I want to begin with this. If you can explain to the audience here, like for people who like to get involved with player props, what is your process like during the playoffs where you might have a shorter sample size? These teams are playing each other, you know, seven times in a series potentially compared to what it's like over a much longer regular season. Yeah, Mitch, I think this is a good topic because a lot of the time with player props, we want to look just because of results. All we have is the regular season. So we weigh that maybe a little heavier earlier in the playoffs. But as the playoffs go on, guys, I weigh less even even less compared to what happened during the regular season than what we see in the playoffs, mainly because, again, you guys know this rotations are different. Uh, the pace is slower. So in general, shot attempts are down because there's just fewer possessions. So for myself, as somebody who bets three point props, you've got to weigh minutes and attempts much heavier than comparative what, what you saw during the regular season. And then what I try to do is maybe average out like what the three point shots are per minute. So maybe some of those periphery guys like a Dante DiVincenzo or Rui Hachimura to be able to get that idea because those guys are not getting a lot of minutes and they adjust depending on what's happened in the previous game. But then sometimes people over adjust and then you got somebody like LeBron who shoots 20% from three point <laughs> entering game two. Mm-hmm. And then he, but he leads the Lakers in three point attempts per game and minutes played. And he ends up going three for eight from three point goes over his three point prop. So uh, I think that's the one thing is that minutes and attempts are so important. If you're going to be betting three point props and guys, again, I don't really want to sound cliche and I know this might sound like this, but people who are betting props. You got to watch the games. Uh, it sounds simple, but honestly, guys, box scores, 
they're so misleading and context is really important. Like how did those players get those threes? Were they catch and shoot? Were they in transition? Were they contested? Like how many of those total shots come from three points? And, you know, th- I think that's the one thing that sometimes people will just look at uh, a box score and a game log and they'll just say, oh, that team got blown out. So uh, there's no point of even thinking that that team can contend in the next game. But we see teams make adjustments game to game all the time. And then also from an adjustments perspective, sometimes there's only so many adjustments you can make because you don't have the personnel to be able to do that. So uh, I think that's the main thing that I would just say is as we get deeper into the playoffs, regular season results just weigh far less. A perfect example is going what's on with the Miami Heat. I mean, these guys couldn't make a damn shot from three during the regular season, which is why they went from the one seed to the eight seed. But the other thing is who's going to go off? It's a guessing. Is it Vincent? Is it Lowry? Is it going to be Struess? Is it Martin? I mean, this is tough about who's going to, what you do with the Miami player props. Yeah, this is like the Warriors in Florida right now, like a three-point commit by committee, uh, especially with the fact that I think a lot of people slept on whether or not Kyle Lowry was going to have much of an impact for this team. I think also because, much like everybody else, I don't think many people thought the Heat were getting past the Bucks in the first round. So, um, yeah, the, the Heat are always tricky. Even a guy like Jimmy Butler, I've been on the show talking about Jimmy before. You know, during the regular season, you'll see his three-point prop odds around plus 145 to plus 160 now it's over under one and a half minus 110 on each side. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, Jimmy has just, it's a different player. And again, that's one of the reasons why you almost have to not completely toss out what happened during the regular season, but just weigh it far less compared to what we're seeing in games today. Completely. And again, on that note, there's a, like, we all know about this now with the Suns and the lack of a bench, Jill, and it's Booker and Durant, and they're getting so many shots and they're playing so many minutes. So take, this is, it all speaks to what you're going with right now. Durant, you like him tonight to, to make a bunch of threes. Absolutely. I think Kevin Durant, I, I got a little bit snake bitten in game two. I took over two and a half threes in that game and he only hit two. But the encouraging part from that game, he took 12 yep. three-point attempts. And mainly is because there's nobody really else to take threes outside of him and Booker. I, I mean, unless you want to rely on Torrey Craig or Josh Okoge or, you know, players like that down the line. Cameron Payne did not look good. Um, now, Durant, he hit this in three of five games versus the Clippers in the first round. He leads the team at three-point attempts per game in the playoffs. He's playing an insane 43 minutes per game, which just does not seem sustainable. That's more for an NBA championship futures talk. But um, the one thing is he didn't hit this in either game versus the Nuggets. And we talked about this uh, at Action Network on on the Buckets podcast, talking about how the the Suns are just not taking enough three-pointers. Uh, there's a huge yes, three-point discrepancy yes. between these teams. The Nuggets are averaging uh, eight more three-point attempts per game and four more three-point makes per game than the Suns in these two games. So right there, the Suns are almost spotting the Nuggets 10 to 12 points because they're just not taking enough three-pointers. I think some of that changed in game two. We saw 31 three-point attempts in game two compared to 23 in game one. I think the Suns got to take like 43-point shots tonight to be able to contend with this Nuggets team. And obviously no Chris Paul. So that means KD and Booker, they're going to have to shoulder even more of the offensive load. They're going to have to play 40-plus minutes, take 20-plus shots. Uh, It's simple. The Suns just need to shoot more threes, and I'm going to bet on one of the best shooting forwards of all time to have three of them, and I'm going to bet it at plus 135. About Boston and Philly, uh, any thoughts on the props there, what you want to look at? And I've been following you with – this has been so good to you in the past. This P.J. Tucker thing's infuriating. He's camping out in the corner. He's wide open. He shoots like four or five a game, and then he he had a horrible stretch where he couldn't make a shot because all he has to do is make one to cash the over, and now he's not even shooting. What do you want to do with with this game? Yeah, before I tell you about my – like, P.J. Tucker, if you go look at his shot chart, it is hilarious because it's all just sprinkled in the corners. Like, there is no transition three that he's going to take. There is no, you know, uh, I'm going to pump fake and then take one. I mean, we even saw it in game two where he seemed wide open and would take a pump fake and then dish it back off to James Harden or Joel Embiid. So it's a little bit more frustrating, but now the books have overcorrected because in game one, one of the things, the angles that I took is I actually took him to hit no three-pointers at plus. 135 which again a little bit sweaty but it did hit because he didn't play in the fourth quarter that much but 
with Joel Embiid, you would think that with everybody converging in the middle, this should open him up to be able to hit some three-pointers. You're sitting right now around minus 135 to hit one, maybe two, around plus 260. I'm still not feeling P.J. Tucker in this spot because I'm actually going to turn to a more consistent sixer, and that's going to be Tobias Harris. So I'm going to take over one-and-a-half three-pointers at minus 120, Polly, uh, because Tobias, mm. he has been the most consistent sixer. He has hit this prop in five or six playoff games. He leads the Sixers in three-point shooting at 50%. Uh, during the regular season, too, much better shooter at home, 41%, averaging two three-point makes per game. And one of the troubling things right now about the Boston Celtics that we've seen against the Hawks and in two games against the 76ers is their three-point defense is really struggling. Uh, out of the eight remaining playoff teams, they rank seventh an opponent three-point makes per game and three-point shooting percentage. The Celtics are also allowing four more three-point makes per game in the playoffs compared to the regular season. And the elephant in the room, Joel Embiid, looked very tentative game two. Only yeah, took mm-hmm. nine shots, guys. Like his ankle injury, I think, is still going to affect him in game three. So if the Sixers want any chance to win this game, they're going to need the supporting cast to step up. You know, Tobias Harris, maybe some P.J. Tucker threes as well. Uh, but also one thing I find is very indicative of Tobias Harris is what it is just for it to hit one three-pointer. He's minus 600 to hit one. So we're going to get halfway there likely with an implied probability of close to 65 to 70%. And, you know, getting that, uh, the, I'm very consistent player like that, somebody who's going to play 35 to 40 minutes in the starting lineup. I, I love this spot at minus 120. Great job, Jill. Uh, love talking to you. Uh, you live in Canada. Who's your hockey team? <laughs> They just got eliminated in the last round by what I still call them an expansion team, the Seattle Kraken. I am a Colorado Avalanche fan, mainly because I grew up in Canada. My entire family was Montreal Canadiens fans. I wanted to be the dissenters, so I become a Quebec Nordiques fan. Yep. And then as soon as they move, they win the cup in 1996. And I'm like, this is my team. Like, how can I not still cheer for this team? So anyway, Colorado Avalanche is my team. We got our cup last year. So uh, I'm not going to shed too many tears about a loss to Seattle. You stuck with them after the move. Good for you. Yeah, well, I mean, it, all the players, like, I mean, Joe Sackick is still one of my favorite sure, players. Of course. Of all Peter Forsberg, like, again, I don't want to bore people with 90s NHL hockey, but at the same time, you know, the Colorado Avalanche back in those days, uh, they were uh, the team to beat. They were a, such a fun team. And then, of course, that documentary between them and the Detroit Red Wings is epic. Yeah. Uh, it's such a fun series to relive. Yeah. Thanks for the time today. Good luck this weekend. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy the rest of your well weekend. Done. There you go. Supposed to get a team. I always mention. Yeah, that's right. The great uniforms. Oh, I love the awesome. uniforms. Cool. I, forgot, I forgot about the Nordiques. The Nordiques? How could you come on? Yeah. Old Hartford Whalers. Hartford Whalers. Old school hockey they like gotta that. They got to get a team. Oh, they'd be, get them another team. Quebec? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Forgot that, about that. Would that would be cool, yep. Oh, God. Um, this is an email from... Uh, well, there's no name. Put your name on it. <laughs> Fret not, Edmonton. Skinner will win. <laughs> The, the derby. Okay. The derby. Oh, <laughs> well played. Good. Yeah, well right. played. Uh, good in pocket plays what we are betting today and this week and coming up next year and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. He knows the quarterback was on coke if his girlfriend was not coke. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these games. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. All right, finally had a winner. Rocking chair, ice cream with the Warriors. Five and a half, went up to seven. And uh, pounded the Lakers in game two. Lakers lane three, three and a half Saturday night. Hope Jack's at the game again. Uh, game three for the Lakers. Autoplay, if he is? Yeah, why not? Sure. That's going to be a great atmosphere. You're right. Tonight, Joker. First quarter under eight and a half points. God, that's a big ask. Nine points in the first quarter? Booker's the same price. Heat tomorrow laying three and a half against the Knicks. Palace, Tottenham over two and a half tomorrow to start the day. $1.30. Tottenham in disarray. They've allowed four, two, six, three. Palace. Remember, they had that stretch where they couldn't score. They've turned it around, though. I mean, you know, Nigel's at the uh, at the, the luncheon yesterday. Yeah, he is. Two, five, two, four. They've been winning. They've been scoring. Over two and a half tomorrow. Crystal Palace at Tottenham. And we're back on the train. We're back on board tonight. Celtics Sixers. Largest lead under 18 and a half points. Dollar 10. Yeah. Because that's gone so well for you over the years. I was bad last year. But that's... And the year before. The spread's two tonight. And after what happened, I think you're going to see a close game. Nip and tuck the whole way. Under 18 and a half. Largest lead in the Celtic game. All right. Uh, I have a bunch of plays that I'm uh, adding today. Let's go Cameron oh, Payne over 10 and a half points. We're going to do it. All right. Okay. You can actually, you can find better than minus 120. Uh, you can get 115. You can get minus 105 in that neighborhood, actually, at some spots. So shop around for sure for the best price. Chris Paul missed a bunch of games this year. He missed all games from November 9th through December 5th. And I know this is going to go against what Jill was just talking about in the previous segment, our guest who was talking about props. But in that time that Chris Paul missed, Cameron Payne stepped up. He played more than 30 minutes per night. He averaged, averaged more than 15 points per game, and he was averaging almost 14 shots per game, which is a very key stat here. Some of the points that he had during that stretch, 23, 22, 29, 17, 21, 11, 16, 11, 
20, and 14. There were some games that, that went under. A 9 is in there, an 8, a 5 is in there as well. But the shots were key. 16 shots, 13, 17, 17, 17, 15. You get my point. So somebody's going to have to get the shots tonight other than Durant and Booker. I think it's going to be Cameron Payne. He did it when uh, Chris Paul was out earlier this year. I think he does it again tonight. I'm going over 10.5 points. Give me this number today with the Cardinals. Again, they're what, 0-10 in the first game of a series? Yep. That really doesn't have anything to do with this, but they're a bad they're a bad baseball team. And the Orioles are 10-0. In the first game of a series. Yes. And the Tigers coming off of the sweep yep. of uh, at the hands of the Mets. Tigers are pretty decent. I know Boyd is going today against Montgomery. Tigers have been good against lefties. Uh, give me plus 185 in the first five. Maybe you think about the over for the first five as well. And uh, all right, our buddy, uh, point shaver 13. Okay, what up? Marlins' first five today. Yeah. He pointed out to me is a good angle to look at for a couple of reasons. Um, Marlins on the road, Cubs struggling against right-handed pitching. This Cabrera strikes out 12 per nine. I know eventually he gives up some runs. I pointed out the ERA difference with the fifth of steel earlier on. It's like a two-run difference. So uh, Marlins' first five is a bet as well, plus 135 on the old docket. Got to go Red Sox over eight, too. Don't know what sale I'm going to get, but with this offense, come on. Aren't the Red Sox, you said this earlier, I believe, aren't the Red Sox really good against uh, righties? Yeah. Okay, and yeah. I do have one pending. Okay, forgot. Celtics game and a half in the spread, in the, the series spread here, LA game and a half, plus 125. VEASAN.com, VEASAN Daily Newsletter. Keep a running list of every picks made on air every day. Picks at a glance. Track, track all the picks. Every host, every guest. It's only for VEASAN Pro subscribers. So get that. And also the Derby tomorrow. The less you know, the better, I think, with the Derby. Especially what's transpired the last few years. Crazy long shots. And life-changing money if you hit the super. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today, $9.99. Get the Derby betting guide. Good job by Dave Tooley and the crew and his best bets. And Tooley is not afraid to put out long shots. Good for him. It takes a shot. 999vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we had a guest on earlier today, Steve Bick from SiriusXM. Uh, he's covered horse racing for a long time. He's at the Derby. He made a case for a lot of long shots as well, but his horse to win it is two fills. I bet fixed odds earlier today at 17-1 to 1 here at Circa. Um, Matt Humans liked it as well. Dave Tooley described two fills as the wise guy horse in the race in the VSIN betting guide, which is, again, very well done. Only 15 pages. You can breeze through it. It's got great snippets. Here are some of my notes on these other horses. Verifying. That is the two horse. 16 to 1, 15 to 1 in the morning line. Can get out fast, but will he have the stamina? Tap it trice, 6 to 1. <laughs> Won four straight races, trained by uh, Todd Pletcher, closes like Mariano Rivera. Pletcher had to come out today to the media and address a rumor, rumor about Forte. Evidently, it was kicked around last night into this morning about maybe taking a bad step yesterday and could be a little bit gimpy for the race. Pletcher shot it down, said the, the horse should be good to go. That is the horse to beat. The 15 horse is 3-1. to one. What is this? Spectacular bid? Remember, stepped on a safety pin before the race? and Oh, that'll do it. God, you never know with these horses. I had notes on practical move, but that horse has been scratched, yep. along with two others, uh, others, and Angel of Empire 10 to 1 on the morning line. This note from the VEASAN guide, when the field turns for home, he'll be coming from the clouds. Love and it. I always love that line about a horse. So, uh, again, Angel. the one bet that I, I, I have so far is, um, trying to find him now, where is he at? Oh, he's a three horse, two fills. I bet him at 17 to yeah. one on the fixed. Angel of Empire. Angel of Harlem. Good song. You two fan? Am I? Yeah. You, you like me? Overrated? I do not listen to you two. Joshua Tree, though? Great. Oh, album. that's fine. That's it. Typically, you two comes on the radio. Uh, I, can't, I can't turn the radio fast enough. Oh, come on. Not if it's a Joshua you Tree. You asked me if I liked it. I mean, I, no, there's my answer. <laughs> I said typically. Okay. They have a they, they have don't play a deep catalog though. No, that's not a really. problem with the radio station. Yeah, no, that's that's the a major they problem. They have a with major it. catalog. Why are you giving yeah. me the same songs? Yeah, did it's you like s- Alice in Chains? They they have a deep catalog. You're a great band. You hear the three same songs. Exactly right. Go ahead. See this Aerosmith? Uh, according to uh, overrated. I don't care for him. Well, hold on a second here. Yeah, the tour? 
This is it. Evidently, this is going to be the last I, I one. I buy it. Kiss has been saying that for 20 years. Have you ever seen Aerosmith live? No. Okay. It would be worth your time. No interest. I, it would be worth your time. I had no interest at all to go see Aerosmith. This is probably 15 years ago. And I will tell you, there's, there's a, I'm not going to, I won't name names, but there are a couple of venues here in town that stink. They're like arenas and they have, oh, right, like 12, right, right. they're bad It's concerts. a venue if you can get it. Yeah. Right. But they were at one of these arenas and they played in front of like 12, 13,000. I, it was three hours of hits. It was an unbelievable show. And for that amount of time, I'm like, I still remember it this, this many years later. And I'm like, they were awesome. Yeah. Hey, you're, they're off the drugs. You know, you lose the creativity and the imagination. You know, that's, yeah. that's big. Age catches up with everybody. Oh, no doubt about it. I commend them for what they're doing. Metallica, Aerosmith, Rolling Stones. The Stones? Who had Keith Richards still alive in 2023? Absolutely nobody. Oh, yeah, guy's a cockroach. People, Incredible. Thought, people were making jokes about him still being alive back in the that's 80s. Right. That's right. No doubt about it. You ever see them? Rolling Stones, no. No, neither. You want to talk about a pricey ticket. No, yeah. No. I hear Rush is fantastic. I would see them for sure. Yeah. I, ne- I have never seen them. I would absolutely go to a Rush concert. I don't think I can't. The last time, like, the Rush was out, though. I mean, uh... anyway. All right. What's, yep. your, what's your best right. bet overall? I know we just did the whole in pocket, but what's your favorite bet on the board? I really like this. You don't want, yeah, I can't get you. I cannot win you over on this campaign. Cameron Payne prop. Thank you. Coming off an injury. I love the under in the Sixer uh, Celtic prop. I don't think someone will have a 20 point lead. Which means it'll be it'll be thirty two twelve Philly in the second quarter. Sure, it will be. Rest assured. But the, the, the that atmosphere tonight will be great, and uh, the Laker game too Saturday night. It's just unfortunate what's happened to hockey here. I mean, this is God. We had so many great possibilities, and now it just oh. Other than the Vegas series, I can't. Seattle, Dallas, hey God, Tor- Toronto's go you know, poop in the bed. I mean, this is God. What an unfortunate. It was right there. First two games for this team. I can't get up for Carolina. I respect the organization, but it was, it's we were be... looking at Islanders, Rangers. We were looking at Boston, Toronto, and we're going to get. And we, we might get, get a Dallas a, and Carolina, a Dallas, Florida Stanley Cup. Oh God! Gary Bettman's going to come out here and uh, go visit the stratosphere. No doubt about it. If you miss any of the show today, you can go back and listen on your own time. All you have to do is search, follow the money. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are on vacation next week, so uh, enjoy it. Have a great week. We're back. It's going to be awesome. The finals will be set, PGA, and the PGA will be here as well. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.